Look at the Boga Honey Podcast. That's why I, I tried not to have cams on my bow. I don't have to deal with slippage or anything Shut like up. that. You just put a new string on there, you're fine. What is Boga? But seriously, that's the dumbest thing ever. Re- it go- I am all about Just strap it to your pack. Really appreciate the fact that you're from Michigan and not Georgia. You don't want to be the next Mark Kenyon. No. I'm a shit show. <laughs> that's, that spot's taken. You can see how pathetic Jared's face is right now. <laughs> because that's how it looked. It was just like, is this good enough? Before we begin today's episode, we're going to quick thank some of the companies that helped make this show possible. Not sure if you guys have heard, but HuntWise has come out with what it calls HuntCast 2.0. Recently, they partnered with Jeff Sturgis, who has decades worth of data, and they've taken that data to compile a prediction as to when you should be out in the woods. So they they rank it on a scale of 0 to 100%, or the way we prefer it is deer. So when it's a five-deer day, you better be in the woods. So check it out, become an elite member, and learn how to maximize your time in the field, because really, you can't put a price on a good hunt. Tree saddles. We've all heard of them, and we love using them. Why? They're lightweight, they're easy to use, and if you use the right company, you can have everything you ever need for saddle hunting. In walks Trophy Line. <laughs> trophy Line <laughs> just came out with a platform this year called the Mission Platform, and they came out with sticks to go with it. So why else would you want to use another company? Go to TrophyLine.com, use the promo code BOGA, Hunting TL20. <laughs> Worst code ever. <laughs> <laughs> Longest code ever. But do it because you get a good discount. You get 20% and it's off. good stuff. Trophyline.com. A lot of people ask us why we partnered with First Light. And it's because they have amazing systems, and the base of all those systems is around merino wool. Merino wool is great because it keeps you warm when it's cold out and cold when it's warm out because it pulls moisture away from your body. And best of all, it doesn't stink. No so stink. So if you're looking for a, a great new system, can't recommend them highly enough, firstlight.com. We all know that Vortex is the leader in optics, so we can't say enough good things about them. We love them. We use them in the field every time we're out there. But what most people don't know is their clothing line is just as good. There's a brand new fall line that's just come out. We've got a couple of pieces from that line, and they are freaking awesome. So if you want to save 20% on your next purchase, head over there and use the promo code BOGA20 at checkout for 20% off. All right, guys. Well, thanks for uh, for coming back on and, and talking through uh, the last couple of days that we spent together. Dude, I don't even feel like I know you guys after you shaved. <laughs> you look like Kirk now. I, I, you know, what? it's probably been a year. I didn't yeah, even notice, James, that you shaved. You didn't even know he had a beard. Did you not even remember that beard I had? No, no, I, I don't. I didn't. I was so focused <laughs> on you being clean shaven that I didn't even notice that James shaved too. Yeah, <laughs> we grew on the way back home. We that, grew big. He, he. What'd you do? What'd that you just that? goes to prove that you really didn't have that big a beard. Dude. By the way, that's really what he said, dude. That's I what, had that's what a I heard. Hand, We shaved afterwards. You shaved just the chin. So I you did were... the mutton chop beard. So I mainly just yeah. shaved off my chin. Just had some straggly looking Civil War beard. You did. You look. I had the. Uh, I shaved it all except the handlebar that was going down like down like this far. Let's just say we, it up. We were turning heads at the gas stations. Yeah. yeah. It was good. No doubt. There was a there's a heavy uh, 
white power presence coming out of our yeah, band. It looked, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, all right, let's get rolling. Yeah, let's rip it. All right, everybody, thanks for uh, joining us for another episode of the Boga Hunting Podcast. Today we have uh, two special guests uh, that we got the privilege to spend, what, five, four or five days with mm-hmm. last week, um, running and, uh, yeah, running through the mountains with them, trying to keep up with Kirk back there. Who loses his phone. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. I don't know. <laughs> just drop my phone. <laughs> it happens. So you guys, uh, looks like you did well today, too. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we treat another bear again today. Can't complain about that. No, you guys have been on a good streak. Well, that three. So for for some background, um, for people who might not know, um, Josh and Kirk are uh, part of the Untamed, and we, we've done a podcast with them in the past. But you guys want to reintroduce who you are and and what you guys do? Go ahead, Josh. Uh, we're a group out of Southern West Virginia that focuses on all kinds of hunting and outdoors, but we really love hound hunting and showing people the positive side of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is basically running around through the mountains. We we spent <laughs> like several days of just I can't I can't get over the fact just up and down and up and down trying to keep up with the dogs yeah. and with Kirk and uh, it was a lot of fun. So um, I don't know. I thought we would spend a little time rehashing uh, what we did for people who maybe don't know about uh, bear hunting and, and don't know about what happened. So, Jared, why don't you kick us off? Like, explain what the trip was like, what we did. Overview. Should we have one of these guys do no, it? No, no. I want you to do it. Man. Well, the for- only thing I want to know, I mean, that I think you. this was the first time either one of you had hound hunted, right? Yeah. Yeah, or bear hunted yeah. at all. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, so, I mean, going into the whole experience we were completely new and it was a weird feeling to be in especially in like the hunting industry where you feel like sometimes you you get ahead a little bit in like the knowledge field like like with deer hunting i feel like i'm pretty knowledgeable you at least know or at least know how to find a tree yeah but with this i was like a 12 year old schoolgirl. didn't have no like i had no idea what was going on so like right in the morning you guys are letting all the dogs out it's like okay this I, is, is kind of cool, I guess. I'm, not, I'm gonna be honest. So what what we would do is we we get <laughs> we get you know? we'd get up in the morning, meet at Go Mart, mm-hmm. and uh, we'd go to the spot where we'd let the dogs pee. Well, I thought no one told me anything going in. So when we first got there, I grabbed my bow. I'm like, well, I, I think I just carry my bow around. And Josh mocked me all week because he's <laughs> oh, like, oh yeah, put down your bow. Yeah, and man. I'm like, I don't. Do I need it now? I don't know when to to use it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, I actually, I actually brought that up to Josh. I said, "Bow ready." Oh yeah, yeah. I I said, "Yeah." I was like, "Well, I don't know. I don't want to be the guy that isn't not ready." So I was like, "Well, I'm just bringing this." Right. And every time the at first, like the hounds would, you know, go off when we were rigging, which we can talk about in a second. I'm like, "All right, grab my bow." You know, I'm gonna go. This is, and it was not, not like that at all. No, no, and that's that's something that I was like, just I forget like that 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 people don't you know they've never done it you know I right. take that for granted all the time so like we didn't explain that to you so there's really no way of you knowing you know, how I, I liked the surprises though like hey we're not doing anything it's time to go on a walk all right I'll grab my pack let's do this and Kirk had to be sick of me by the end of the first day I bombing him with questions I asked about two hundred questions in rapid like succession. 
Just because I'm like, well, what's that? How do we do this? What's this? When do we do this? How does this work? Welcome to my everyday life. All right. You got to experience (laughs) it. So no, you were you were good about good about helping with that. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't mind the questions at all. I like answering them. But yeah, I I did get a kick out of you. You right off the bat had the bow out of the truck. (laughs) Like hell yeah, let's do this. You're like you're like. Are the dogs gonna take us to the bear? Like, where, where's the tree at? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Who's ready? I was, dude. I, I was, I was ready. Uh, so I just thought I, when you came over there and it was dark still, I, I was, I was as Kirk. I was like, man, wonder if it's like a special bow. Yeah, it's like he, ain't want, like he ain't want to set it down. I, <laughs> well, yeah, I had it. I didn't know, but like I said, I didn't want to be the guy like you guys. We get there and you guys look at me like, "Wait, you didn't bring your bow?" And I'm like, oh, "I don't. I'll just carry." You didn't it want to be that guy. Yeah, I didn't want to be that guy. Kirk's right. I mean, it's that's something that that we just take for granted that people that haven't hound hunted, they're not going to know. Like, hey, we're not we're going, you know, we're not going to kill a bear right here. You know what I mean? <laughs> people just don't. People just don't know, right? Uh, if they've never done it, and in our process, the daily schedule for what we do yeah so this is from what i learned and correct me guys if i'm wrong the daily schedule goes like this you meet at the the special spot uh where everybody meets and you guys you know you meet up with whoever's going out you start the day by rigging which is basically pickup truck bed of the truck you've got your dogs a couple trucks have a couple teams of dogs i spent the most time with kirk and his uh so we drove around for a while with the dogs, letting them, you know, pick up fresh scent because bears have moved either at night or, or right at dawn. And so when one goes off, we let one off, which was Bliss. Um, and she would kind of be, because she was, you know, one of the better dogs, she would be a good barometer for whether it was a, a good track or not. If it was, you let the dogs after him. If not, bring her back up and keep going. After a while, if nothing, you don't kick anything up, then you go and start walking around with with some dogs uh at least i think that's generally how it went is that is that about standard for you guys yeah yeah i mean that was that was dead on i mean that's usually how we start every morning we rig around a little bit and then uh if we can't get one like that we'll go ahead and start busting the brush and see if we can't get one kicked out right which we did eventually yep and we all have dogs like like josh in that situation uh i say josh Riggs. he let down gauge his his plot and uh He'd try to work the track out. And like my situation, I would kind of go off bliss. I'd put her down, let her fill it out. If I felt like, you know, there was something there or, or just, I'd just let her tell me what's going on. If she couldn't figure it out, we'd load back up and keep going. Yep. And those dogs are, they're, they're the ones you pick because they're best at picking up cold trails. Is that right? Yeah. Based off, based off what we've seen, um, they're the best at figuring the track out. Yeah. Especially plot hounds. I heard they're the best, uh, bear dog. That's that's what they say. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. No, I think um, probably the best part. I, I don't know if it's a, one of the best parts was just watching the dogs go. Yeah. Um. I mean, you get to know every dog. You got to see different personalities. And by the end of it, it's like mm-hmm. I, I had a dog that I thought Leo, who I thought was hilarious, because I've got a video of him just bawling at that that the dead bear uh the last one the third one yeah and just yelling at it and it looked it's hilarious but he was the one that always would bark and kind of make has a goofy bark um and whereas bliss is like bliss is you know the most keyed in yeah yeah leo's definitely uh 
it gives me not I want to say trouble, but uh, he's the one I've constantly got to fool with because he does not want to shut up. He's like, shut up, Blit. Or, shut up, Leo. Shut up. He said it every all the time. <laughs> it just yep. cracked me up. Every time you did, uh, Austin would turn around and just kind of give me his like quiet look, like. So just a look, because he's kind of a quiet guy. He's anyway. a quiet guy. Yeah. <laughs> the first day, Austin maybe said one word. Hey. <laughs> Just hey, yeah hey. But he, you know what? He was always keyed in, ready for interviews, ready for when you guys were on the on the mics. Um, Dude, we drove to Missouri. Don't feel bad. We drove all the way to Missouri. And he said, I think about eight or nine words. To <laughs> once, you know what? Once, once he said, I got to pee. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, "I'm thirsty." <laughs> that, that, that was that was the whole trip, man. Yeah, I think you uh, you mentioned that in your guys' most recent video that you think dropped tonight, which is what December fifteenth. Yeah, today. Yeah, fifteenth. Yeah, it's quite the chatter. Yeah. yeah. No, it was it was it was good getting to know you guys and, and kind of getting to know the dogs and, and seeing how things work. I think one of the the cooler parts about it is, you know, we meet up, we let the dogs out to pee, not to hunt immediately, like mm-hmm. I thought, and they all pee and poop and run around. Which and I actually felt the urge to pee too. Oh, I peed every time. Well, and we were gonna <laughs> make a joke that one of us was gonna go out there and drop drawer and start sh- shitting with them, <laughs> <laughs> just to fit in. Yeah, right. <laughs> we thought that could have made the cut, but yeah. we decided not to. Yeah. So. uh but what I liked is we'd all meet up there and then we'd kind of spread out and go on these different, you know, old mines and, and everything else. Um, but radioing back and forth was awesome because it added like an intensity, like, oh, I've got, you know, this going on. I'm going here. And I'll tell you what, like the moment um, we hear something going on somewhere else or the moment we let the dogs go and they're they're going, like Kirk goes zero to 60 like super fast and you're ripping around switchbacks and down mountains and i i kid you not i didn't want to say anything i'm holding on to that strap because i'm sitting in the back and for a minute i'm closing my eyes because i'm like if i'm gonna die i don't want to see i don't want to see the horrible way i go off the cliff so i'm just like but you know like i was wigging you out oh dude he was flying kirk you were flying there's a reason your truck looks like that (laughs) thank you james Uh his truck was and you know well you know what kirk Tell about tell everybody about your truck. Well, I uh, I had a I had an older truck, and uh, I did all kinds of stuff to it. But in the, the day, the frame was shot on it, and uh, I just cut my losses. And I and I had a forerunner too, so I had a Tacoma and a forerunner. Well, it was right before bear season, and I was fed up doing crap to it. So I took it, and I don't want to fool with it. Like I don't want to be on a chase, and then something's broke down on my truck, right. and dogs are just out there. You know, I'm screwed. So I'm just like, I'm fed up with it. I don't care. And I took it to the dealership, traded it in, both of them in, and got a uh, brand new 2019 Tacoma last year. And uh, it was kind of like their end of the end of the year sale or something like that. But anyways, I got a brand new Tacoma before before season. And it was the early season, so everything's green. And the first thing I did was take it right in the mountains and just scratch the piss out <laughs> of it. Just, I just got it over with. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't care. I, yep. I, I didn't care. Everybody, even as Josh, Josh even told me, he's like, do not bear hunt out of that thing. I'm like, well, that's what I got it for. <laughs> I appreciate that. It's a pickup yeah. truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Christened it. And that's, that's what I used it for. But yeah, it's once, once the dogs are cut loose, there are some things I just don't think about. And one, as long as the truck gets there and it's still rolling, that's about all I care about. It was, yeah, and I'll give you credit. You're pretty good at it. Like Tokyo drifting around the corner was, you know, the back, fishtailing i don't know how the dogs stay in the car a couple times they'll kind of flop over and you got to push them back up but 
Yeah. I was born like a Lincoln Town Car type, and Josh was just driving me around. Well, he, yeah, it was nice. He was offering me beer. Yeah. Sitting in the back. Yeah, it was it was lovely. <laughs> yeah, we'll that we'll say yeah. Just it was that was that added like a, a cool element. You know, your your water your radio into each other. Whether you get on something, all yeah. of a sudden it's like snap. People are on. You know, but for a while it was us two, but after a while uh, we added a bunch of guys, um, yeah. which was really awesome. And that's why I think we got on the the bears that we did. Um, so the first yeah. two days we didn't see anything. Um, got on some tracks, but but not much happened. Minus um, some of the help we got from Chester to get on, to get on uh, a, a few you know possible possibilities that didn't pan out. Yeah, the first two days were definitely that was about as slow as it gets bear hunting. But what I liked from you all was you all were still you know you were saying yeah this is awesome we love it you know and we're having a good time and I was like man when this thing really kicks off y'all are gonna have a really good time. <laughs> it really well the first two days I remember just being you know tired. Because <clears throat> we'd go from bear hunting, do a little deer hunting at night, um, and just being like, "Man, you you get to see a lot of different country that I've never been in." What you know, we've gone west, but never never your direction. Um, and those mountains are awesome. Um, and just learning from you guys, seeing bear tracks, getting to meet, you know, all the people that that you see out there. Uh, one, did I tell you this story? Uh, so Chester is a guy. I don't really know how to describe your relationship with Chester. Uh, Josh is shaking his head. Josh is shaking his head. Like, what is the what? How do you know? How do you know that him? He, uh, I can let Josh explain if you want. But make it do your thing. <laughs> oh well, uh, Chester lives. He lives close to where we hunt there, and he's just always around. And we helped his daughter kill her first bear, and he's killed bears with us. Uh, but basically, he deer hunts the area, and he doesn't like the bears. They're a nuisance to him when he's deer hunting. Right. And uh, he loves helping us kill him any way possible. So he gets out there and glasses for us, looks for tracks. He doesn't own any dogs or anything like that as far, you know, and, or like contributing as dog power. But like yeah. him being out there and just like, I can't tell you how many times I've been walking and got away from my truck. And then I've hollered on the radio and he's came and picked me up or, or helped out like that. So like, it's like a, I don't know, it's like a role player on a basketball team, but yeah. a really important role player. Yeah, he was great because he would find tracks or sign or see one, and he'd take a pop bottle. I don't know how many he had in the back seat because he was just hanging them on trees for us to find all <laughs> over the place. He's decorating. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, so we I, we knew Chester. We and Kirk and I were out. This was in the afternoon walking, and we find that that uh, that shack out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, that I'm like, Kirk, wh- like, why? What is this? We're we're pretty far away, and like. Th- this isn't land that would be available, you could say, for uh, building on, right? Right, right. And he's like, well, that's the, uh, what is it, the town drunks built it and f- for a place to go drink? <laughs> hey, his word's not mine. <laughs> yeah, it, was just in the, it wasn't even on their land. They just went and built it, which I love. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's when I was like, listen, I, I doubt you'd ever see this in any other state, but this is land owned by like a, a, a large land company and <laughs> these people have decided that they're going to build a structure on it without any you know any say so from the land company at all and they're going to have a party spot i mean it's a full-on you know cabin it's nice i wanted to go up but you like nice. were, you were keyed in on continuing on so i was like i'm just gonna let this one respect slide. it yeah i gotta respect it <laughs> but yeah that's that's when you know you're in west virginia when people just build structure like that's just like claiming this is our land and we're going to build here. I think eventually that becomes theirs. That's uh, squatters. That's a bit of a squatter right mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. Absolutely. 
No, so we we yeah we saw that. Um, but but yeah, we we walked first couple days. We drove around first couple days, and uh, why didn't we see bears? Why why is why did that happen? You think? Well, I think one reason it happened was we were coming off the back side of that cold front. Yeah, which it warmed up, but we thought that bears would be moving. I think that's one reason. I think there there's several reasons. Number two is I think several bears have gone into their den early, and then. I would say the biggest reason is is there was only two of us hunting, uh, Kirk and I, and we covered as many miles as we could rigging and then as many miles as we could on foot before fouling you all up to go deer hunting in the evenings. Yeah. Once you get to that 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock time in the day in the afternoon, bear hunting, it's it's hard. Unless you've got a hot track or a bear's already started, it's hard to, it's hard to start a bear that late in the day so you might as well hang it up anyway or you're going to run into dark so i I think the biggest reason is there was only two of us covering ground Um, you all saw what we did on the third and fourth day when we when we have some help now i'm surprised that we didn't jump bears when we run the ground walking because that's the general area that we jump bears that jared and i walked through the day before Mm -hmm. yeah you know in in those treetops and and the thickets and stuff so I think that was the biggest reason was we just didn't cover. We we weren't able to cover enough ground because it was just Kirk and I. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and it's just it's just like deer hunting. There's some days you're just like, man, why yeah. aren't they moving? You yeah. know, and if they're not, if they're not moving, if they're not making tracks, if they're not getting out there and feeding, then you know our hands are tied. We're doing everything we can. Yeah, unless you you bump them right at that point. Right, right. But like, what's crazy about it is you know the point that you're talking about. We walked down. Um, we ended up today, I walked down that same point and I went a hundred yards from where we parked James yeah. and, uh, I, I found a track right there and that ended up being the bear we killed today. Really? Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Well, and it, that makes sense. I mean, unless you really just stumble upon them, you know, if they're not moving, you're not going to do much. And we found out you can get close to a bear without them jumping up. Um, so Jared, why don't you talk us through the third day, the dare there, was it the third day that we got on bears? Yeah. Third, third day, day when we, when all the rest of the group finally that was saturday right yeah that was saturday yeah when everybody kind of came out that was all hands on deck there was people everywhere how many how many total trucks and i guess side by sides were out with us well again that there there's role players there but there was there was five in the group with hounds and that's the big thing Mm -hmm. is that that you had five you had five hound handlers yeah which is huge yeah yeah yeah, so with our numbers, I mean, like you had said, Josh, it was you're gonna listen. This radio is gonna be nonstop of just chatter, which was really yeah. cool to hear. Well, that's that's the fun part about bear hunting. Yeah, too, that but. was really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like finally you hear over it. You know, we're we're letting the dogs go on this one with. You know, I think they've got a hot track. Yeah. Once you once you hurt, or was it? I don't remember who found it first. Was it? It wasn't we, you guys. Yeah. You guys let your that dogs was, out that first. That was the run uh, right down, right down by the road. No, no, no. Craig and them, and they were walking. Oh, yeah, you're right. They were there. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, they were walking. We were on the other side of the job. Okay. Um, they were they were precasting, walking, and started that bear, and then it just so happened that I'd got around there fast enough to get into the catbird seat and let it crawl in our lap, and 
you know, we were right there waiting. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's the kind of that's kind of the cool stuff. Like you guys are maneuvering around. I'm, like these dogs all have GPS collars on them, so you guys can see which dogs where at most of the time and how much they're barking. Barking indicators that I'm sure a lot of people listening right now have no idea what we're talking about. Well, explain it then. I don't want to. Don't leave them in the dark. I'll, I'll explain what a barking indicator is. So a barking indicator is something we use that, you know, we're using a, a Garmin handheld and uh, the dogs are wearing a collar. So the collar communicates to the Garmin the, and it's called the Alpha. And uh, basically it has like some type of detect detection on it when a dog is barking and the two, the two bark indications are 20 barks per minute, which means the, the dog's barking pretty good, you know, roughly 20 barks per minute. Mm-hmm. And then what's the other one, Josh? 80 barks per minute? Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. I, and I, 80, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't go there yet. Not yet. I was going to ask you that. Okay. Now let her so, finish. Yeah. So basically, um, when they're barking good, you know, they're running the track and they're getting it figured out, you'll get it every time. If I'm like, yeah, they're getting this thing figured out is when I get a notification. It'll pop up on my handheld that we're tracking them on. It'll say, Bliss is barking 20 barks per minute. Tron's barking 20 barks per minute. But then when they get closer to the bear and say they start walking him and he doesn't want get, to get, get in the tree and they're barking just wow, 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 and we're just wearing it out, it'll pop up 80 barks per minute. So it's, you know, the intensity's picking up. Or they're treed, then that's when you'll start seeing those 80 barks per minute. And that's kind of how it works. See, and I, I remember distinctly hearing a lot of you specifically, Kirk, saying, yeah, I'm getting bark indicators on so-and-so. And the more I was listening to all the chatter, I would notice that you, Josh, don't really pay attention to your bark indicator, and you are more of – No, because I, cause I'll get a bark indicator of 20 barks a minute, and I'm sitting there looking at the dog, and he's silent. Right. So unless I have it in my own hearing, I'm not paying attention to it. I mean, that. It's not like it's a flaw. Most of the time it's right. There there are other indicators on the GPS. You know, there's a tree and switch indicator that's saying that the dog is stretched out looking up and there's a sensor there that's hitting that's telling you that it's tree. Sure. Well, a lot of times if they're going up a steep mountain down there, the tree and switch, if they stop on that steep hill, the tree and switch will go off. So no, I I I believe in those notifications and those indicators but I'm, i don't set in stone on them because my indicators will sit there and go off and i'm looking at the dog he hadn't whimpered in 30 minutes and he's saying he's barking 80 barks a minute right and you know cat's got his tongue mm-hmm. yeah I've, I've got kind of a i would say i i have a slightly different opinion i would say mine's 95 percent accurate so i believe it most i mean almost all the time yeah. Okay. So that that was the big thing. As as we're watching, we're like, at the end of the night, we'd like talk about the things that we saw you guys do. Like, oh, you know, we talked. We had a long talk about the bark indicator, trying to figure out. Because, like I said, Kirk, it seems like you relied on it more. And like when I, the one time I was with Josh, like you did more listening. We'd stop. We turn off the car, and you know, you'd hop out and listen. Uh, which I think Matt talked through several times, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that was that was interesting to watch. So the third day, we we get all together, we spread out. Somebody Craig gets on one, you guys get on one, and um, eventually Kirk is able to. I'm with Kirk, let his dogs out on it, and they run around, and we're watching it. We're down by this uh, in this holler, and we're 
expecting the dogs to come around and we're waiting for them to bark and we're sitting there thinking that they're going to come around but we never heard any noise which was for a while i think kirk you you thought we were off like the the hunt was off we didn't you know they lost the bear right yeah something something weird happened there um because those dogs normally they would both be just wearing it out barking every breath and at that point in the race they'd had it jump for a while and bucky even saw the bear I don't know. I'm not sure what happened there, um, but something definitely was off because they came around the hill silent and you're trying to get dogs cut in to other dogs and like help them out. Yeah. And they come running through their dead silent. Those other dogs don't have a clue in the world unless they wind it and they know that tracks there. They don't have a clue in the world what's going on. Yeah. So it just turns into a, a nightmare trying to get cut in. Um, but they ended up, you know, a few of them got through there and they figured it out, but something and I still have zero explanation, and that happens sometimes. Okay. I don't know what was going on. Yeah, that was weird. But eventually, we, we caught it back up to him. And by the time Kirk and I got there, um, my bear, the bear that I ended up shooting, was um, treed. Like, he was up the tree. Yeah, man, we were there for like a half hour. Were you? It took us a while to get around. One of the roads we thought, I think you thought was closed. We couldn't go through. And so we had to go all the way around, back to the highway, and then the back up again. Um, but we got there, and bear was up. I went up right up that mountain. By the time I actually got up to you guys, I was out of breath, all jacked up because I saw a bear was there. I had my bow, thankfully, because I was always ready with it on hand. Which uh, you <laughs> you lost something of your bow too, though. Remember? I did. I lost my bow case thing. His little sling. That he charged had on that to it. the game. He was game. so excited. He it does protect the strings. Took I was it off banging and up. Like whipped it. Yeah, I, I threw everything so aside. I actually found my gloves though. Um, so we, I get up there and you guys are all waiting for me, but I shot with my recurve, um, which you guys had not really done much of, I don't think in the past, right? That was my first time seeing someone shoot one with the bow. It was only my third that we've allowed. Yeah. And why is that? Like what, what has happened in the past because of that? Well, I mean, a couple of different reasons that we normally don't do it is, and it all comes down to the safety of the dogs. Yeah. I mean, if you don't, if, if you, I don't know if you remember, after James Bear fell out of the tree, I was going down the hill running. I didn't care what the bear was doing. I wanted, I wanted to get the arrow with the broadhead on it to get it off the ground, right? Uh, because they'll lay a, they'll lay a hound's foot open, and it's that's that's the biggest reason is the safety for the dogs. I think it's time for a break. Yeah, we we were getting long winded. Yep. It's time for a break. We're gonna thank a couple of our uh, couple more sponsors. Who doesn't love smoked meat? Jared, communist. That's <laughs> who doesn't like smoked meat. If you're not a communist, check out Gorilla Grills. So whenever you go out to the field and you procure your own game, you mm-hmm. can bring it back and press your wife, your husband, your kids, your, your friends, fam- friends, your family, anybody with your smoked meat. Check out GorillaGrills.com for all your smoking needs. Everybody knows that arrows are the lifeblood of the hunting industry. If you're a bow hunter, your worth is measured in the amount and the quality of arrows that you have. If you have good arrows, and a lot of them, you are arrow rich. And everybody wants to be arrow rich. Everyone wants to be arrow rich. In one way of doing that, using vector arrows. Why? They are the best. They are tough. You can go to their website, enter all your bow specs in, and they'll spit out the exact arrows that you need. Check them out. Vector Customshop.com. And be arrow rich. If you're looking for quality, handmade, traditional archery equipment, look no further than Bivouac Bow Co. 
Jim in Georgia. Actually, we had him on the podcast, episode 93. Check it out. Handmake bows. They have years of experience. Their machining is precise, and their products are beautiful. Check them out at bivouacboco.com. And finally, I want to introduce a new sponsor of the show. Wild Pursuit Wellness makes premium CBD products. It's all natural, broad spectrum CBD, meaning that there is less than 0.0% THC. It only has two ingredients, CBD and MCT coconut oil. It can be ingested or used topically on the skin to help with muscle soreness or joints. We we use it a lot after long hikes or, or sits out in the woods. It's grown and extracted right in the Rocky Mountains, and it's shipped directly to you anywhere in the United States. It's great CBD at an extremely low price, and it can be even lower if you use promo code BOGA for 20% off at checkout. Check them out, wildpursuitwellness.com. Yeah. Well, that's a good point, and people who listen to this, you know, there's a lot of debate about dog hunting uh, bear hunting with dogs um and one of the things that like struck me most was just the way that you guys treat dogs you know i know bliss is probably somewhere in your house right now kirk i'm in my office and she's in the living room okay there you go there you go yeah exactly exactly and um it's just like you care very much everything is about safety of the dogs um what what are the dogs doing we spent some time you know helping dogs over those uh cracks from the mines that just go straight down in the middle of the mountain that sometimes like they'll fall into yeah so anyways uh but you know i i got up there shot it twice um stuck it i think i thought i stuck it well the first time i think i got one long second time i was a little high and it, it climbed up and we gave it a little while and I, obviously it would have died um but the the fear was i think i don't know that it would come down and which is why we shot it what what was the reason with, with the rifle what was the reason you guys or just kind of wanting to move on and keep going uh, the, the, I mean, for us, the biggest reason is we want to uh, we want the bear to die as fast as possible, yeah. as clean as possible, and most of the time it's with a gunshot. Um, and that that bear, there's no doubt that it would have died, but it was going to sit there and bleed out at the top of the tree, and yeah. there was no re- no reason to let him do that. Yeah, we shot him. He fell. It was cool to see. And then we got onto your bear, which actually I think the dogs picked up when we were tracking mine. Right there was did they did they have it at the same time? I never actually caught how that worked. Yeah, that's probably another reason why we had to quick dispatch it. Yeah, because what you're saying is, if I remember right, um, whenever the dogs have treated a bear, like you don't want them just sitting and barking at this bear for forever. Because I'd imagine they'd get tired out or they're they're gonna lose their voice. Is that is that correct? Yeah, I mean they they wouldn't necessarily. Uh, I I don't know. I've heard dogs' voices get like coarse a little bit yeah. after barking and barking and barking, mm-hmm. but it's just such a long December season. Anything we can do to minimize their efforts, and that's one thing: is getting there, get it killed, and get out. Sure. Uh, we try to do just to save, just to save as much energy and and keep them relaxed. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I was happy that you just took it out with a gun. I was tired of waiting, man. I was too. I I don't know. That was I I want him to fall the whole time, and I was like, uh. I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree with you. He he definitely would have would have died. I don't think you'd had to shot him again. But at that point, it was just the right thing to do. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I remember just thinking like, fall, fall. I kept saying fall, fall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hated watching it. But um, so, anyways, we right from it was like right from there we got yeah. on your bear, which took not too much time. The funny thing is, so he's kind of up on this point. 
um, kind of coming out into this uh, ravine or holler. You can I call guess. it a ravine. It was it was a ravine to me. Yeah, um, climbing up that stupid hill. And, and you decided <laughs> to, night. You, you went you <laughs> went up the steepest way. Hey, I just went. St- I go. I, you know, what? I followed Josh. He went up. He went. Up, he, you know, what? he said, "Stay in the truck. I'll go check things yeah. out. Just stay by the radio." I'm like, okay. And then there he goes off through the drain, and then straight up, not a sight. And also we hear on the radio, yeah, I'm looking at a bear. He's like, well, didn't he say let a couple dogs go first? Didn't we, didn't we leave, let like three of them out? I think, I think so. we did. Yeah. 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 Yep. So you guys go up and I wait back and Bucky comes up. And uh, so I decide to walk up with him, but we walk kind of around to the other side where it was kind of like a, I don't know if it was like an old logging road that we kind of connected with and took up. But while we're walking up, I can see the bear in the tree. I can see Jared on the ground. And Bucky's like, hey, man, look, a bear. And I'm like, yeah, I, I know there's one. <clears throat> I'm looking at it. It's in the tree. Yeah, obviously, you know. He's like, no, down there. And right as I look, this bear is just going over. Taking the, off. Just going over the ridge. It's another bear that we had kicked up that despite all these dogs being around this tree, all these people being there, like it it laid low. Like it was waiting. It was not. It didn't take off immediately, which I thought was pretty surprising. No doubt. And what's crazy about that is, I mean, it's kind of like buck beds. I've, I've heard mature bucks, like after one will die, another one will move into the area and they'll use the same exact points to bed on or whatever. Yeah. But just, just like th- that bear was bedded there last year, uh, Trace and I jumped a bear up in the same exact spot. I mean, it was bedded in the same, same treetops right there. There's a few trees down. It was bedded in the same exact spot. And I thought, which was bizarre. I mean, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was really, it was really cool because we shot your bear and then your Kirk's like, I've never done this before. You know, we never had it where we kick one up on the way to one and we're taking dogs and walking them over to get on the next trail. But I, somebody hands me a leash. So I, for a while I became a houndsman, you know, I'm he walking. so happy. About I'm it. walking Jack, I believe, uh, <laughs> around the side of the mountain feeling like, you know, Superman. You oh, I'm like just... strutting, you know, I got my dog um, and we let him go. And that was our, yeah, we let all the dogs go. Um, and that bear ended up being uh, bigger, uh, a bigger bear, which did not tree. Um, you guys want to explain a little bit about, I, I think, how, if I understand that right, it, certain bears don't tree? I mean, this is kind of like what I explained. I think I explained to y'all there. It's like, you know, some people are Mike Tyson and some people aren't. And some bears are the same way. You know, some people are mean, some bears are mean and some aren't. And some just don't see that as a, an option is going in the tree. You know, I feel like a bear by going in a tree, that's like, that's their last result. That's like, okay, this is, I'm going to get up here and just set and see what happens. And some of them just refuse, refuse and refuse the tree. No matter how many dogs are on it, if there's one or if there's 30, some of them just don't want a tree. And that was one of those bears that was just, I'm going to be a tough son of a gun. And you have no idea. I, I've seen, I've seen 50 pounders not want a tree. And then we've had 400 pounders tree. Just a little the fight, the size of the fight in the dog, like it won't go up. This ended up being a, a, a what I could tell a, a decent sized bear, but wooden tree. And we finally catch up with the dogs. We get out, and I come around a corner with I don't know who I was with, and that bear was right right on the road, mm-hmm. like 15 yards in front of me with all the dogs around it. I'm like, holy crap! You know, it's it's like trying to get it, like get the dogs away from it. And it's not what surprised me. It wasn't really like moving fast it was kind of almost like walking and all the dogs are around it freaking out um which was i mean that was right there it was worth the trip just to see that like that that was awesome three bears 
and you guys got to drag us around. And actually, the next day, you guys got hunt, well, the Huntwise guys on on another bear, which is pretty cool too. I, I we weren't around for it. Was so. that bigger than ours? Was it? Yeah, was it bigger than ours? Uh, no. Good answer. Yeah, that's all. Mine we was the biggest. Uh, no, it was it was still like, it was a good sized bear. Uh, but yeah, it was that was another fun one. Chad actually got that one started, and it ran down right on top of us. And uh, we got to see it on the hillside, and then I packed into it, and they treed, I don't know, two or 300 yards past that. Oh, wow. Nice. Was it easy to drag out, or was that a tough one? Uh, oh, no, that was – I'm trying to think of the drags. That was equivalent to your drag. Mine was pretty easy. It took like <laughs> it took like 30 stupid. seconds. <laughs> like it stupid. literally just slid down the hill. It was yeah. right off the road. It yeah. was nice. Yep, that was Nate's Nate's bear. Uh, it was probably it was probably the same size as uh, your bear, James. Maybe maybe a little bit bigger, if I'm being honest. Dang. I think that means I shot the smallest <laughs> bear of the weekend. <laughs> I don't care if you were a bear, you'd be treated very easily. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, no, that's it was awesome. I mean, just uh, you know, we we said this to you before, but we we can't thank you guys enough for uh, for taking us and showing us the ropes and putting up with us, uh, asking questions and everything. So. We appreciate um, the time, and I actually got my bear all butchered up. I got some ground. I got a uh, front uh, shoulder hanging that I'm going to make some barbacoa out of with actually your recipe, Jared. Mm -hmm. And I rendered the fat, and I actually uh, just a test run, just did a little bit this this afternoon. And so I made omelets for the family with it for for dinner tonight. So we're already eating the bear. Good. Yeah. Good deal. Did I tell – I think I told you guys this, but – uh, when I was uh, quartering up my bear, so I shot my bear right in the head. While I was cutting it up, I started going through the chest cavity, and I started seeing some, like, bruised ribs and blood clotting, and all of a sudden I look, and there's a mashed-up bullet sitting in its rib cage. No thought, kidding. Yeah. Kidding. I did not know that. Yeah, remember he, t- he told us at dinner. Oh, you weren't there yet. It was just lodged up in the rib cage. I, I, yeah, that's crazy. That's that is crazy. Looks like one of Josh's bullets. Yeah, actually. is that a Josh bullet? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> found it right in the ass. Tried to Texas heart shot. Yeah, right. that's right. Um, so now that we kind of covered like the best, the, like the experience that we had, kind of going into this, and you know the enjoyment and the experience and everything, Josh, when we were walking, I think it was day one. Well, I mean, we were, we were talking about a bunch of different stuff, but one thing that came up was just kind of the the negative the negativity towards houndsmen, and sometimes just like the the bad rap that that you guys get as hunters. And I was wondering if you could kind of not necessarily like just advocate, but just kind of touch on some of those those uh, those negativities that people see and and why they're just not true. Well, I, I can't say that they're that they're not all true because I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of bad hound hunters there mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, hurt the rest of the community, but there's, there's just a lot of outdoors people that frown upon hound hunting. And, you know, at the, you know, people that we hunt with, they just don't front. They, as long as you're outdoors, man, they don't care as long as you're doing it legal. I mean, mm-hmm. that's how we've all been brought up and, and hunted. I mean, Kirk and I, you know, Chad and Bucky, Craig, you know, they don't care. Even other bear hunters that bait, 
don't like hound hunters. Hell, I don't care if somebody bakes bears as long as it's legal. Do whatever you want. You know, only thing we can do, and I mean, we we say it and say it and say it. And Kirk and I are going to continue shining a positive light on it. And it's just like you guys. You guys never hound hunted. Would you hound hunt again? Absolutely. Yeah, in 100%. Yep. Yeah. I would do it for bear. I'd go after a cat, like whatever. Like that was awesome. Then what our group did is that we successfully put three people through experience that will go hound hunting again at some point in their life. And you all might be able to influence other people to try it. Yeah. And that's, that's all that we can do. That's, I mean, that's what we're going to continue doing. Yep. No, I mean that was that was a big thing for me because it seems like people think, oh, well, it's so easy. You just grab these dogs that you treat like shit, you let them go, they run out to hundred feet, they tree a bear, you go and shoot it, and it's just like there's no there's no sport in it, there's no challenge, and people are ju- you're just not treating animals well, and it's like the exact opposite of all that. I mean, like I said, watching I spent a lot of time with Kirk watching the way I actually I was talking to my wife. I feel I'm like Laura, you know, I, I almost feel like I need to be more a little more patient after watching Kirk with my dog, you know, after watching you cuz you're Jeez. just like get in the get in the car, you know, you, like if they're not listening to you, you're just you're not like yelling at them or wanting to kill them, like you were just kind of patient with them. Um which I thought was like I told Laura, I'm like that was I mean, these guys are really good with dogs and Genuine, good to their yeah. dogs. Yeah. Um but beyond that, I mean, it's it's that like the dogs watching the dogs work, watching how hard they work. Those dogs can scale a mountain so freaking fast it's it's unbelievable um and just the challenge of it we didn't see a bear for two days you know i looked at my pedometer on my phone and after the two days i had like 12 miles both days just walking around so kirk and josh you guys are doing this almost every day i'm expect I, you would th- you know like you're you're in good shape you're putting a lot of effort into it it's why josh has a six-pack you know uh <laughs> <laughs> in, the, in, in the cooler yeah in, in the, the cooler, cooler for when he when he's <laughs> oh, you gonna dig at him when we don't have our cameras i know there? i know he can't even see me <laughs> giggling about. i was trying not to giggle the whole time i said that um but it's true i mean it's it's hard work that's you guys move up mount move up the mountain i, I made a lot of jokes about it but kirk is like he's like a mountain goat out there it was it was tough for me it, especially coming from michigan where we um we have not very many hills here, and when there are hills, they are not very big, and we avoid so, them. Yeah, exactly. We go around. So no, it was. It, it's it's interesting to hear the bad rap where you can go pheasant hunting, use dogs to flush uh, birds, or you know, take, go duck hunting yep. or, or whatever else, and, and that's totally fine. Um, so it's kind of weird the the lines that that get drawn and and how upset people get. I would imagine you guys get. Angry grams, nasty, nasty grams. A uh, bunch of trolls from from people quite often. Is that true? Well, I'll tell you this much. Since we've been doing this podcast, I'm doing it off my phone. Yeah. And uh, there's probably been four comments. You uh, pop up. Yeah, Josh was talking to you all and was starting <laughs> to laugh of something that wasn't even funny there a minute ago. I don't know if y'all caught on to it or not, but it was Bobby. because somebody was like calling us, you know, inbred. Uh, I'm, I can't even say the rest of what they were saying, but really, yeah. I mean, I'm not kidding. Within this podcast, there's been three to four comments saying that. What what blows my mind is that it's not like you guys are hiding it. Like people know you are dog hunting, do- bear hunting with dogs. Like, why are they seeking you out? Like, just watch something else. Go somewhere else. You don't have to. You don't have to be there. It's not like you guys are hiding it and you surprise them with this bear hunt. They, I mean. 
I just feel like there's a lot of miserable people in this world, and that's that's what they enjoy doing is is hating. <laughs> is it mostly on YouTube? Oh yeah, yeah. Most of it's on YouTube. I mean, occasionally it'll trickle over into uh, our email from our, our website, yeah, and maybe a little bit on Instagram. But what happens is when the videos that are getting over millions of views, yeah. um, the hound hunting videos, then it's starts to spiral out of control because like we have a ton of houndsmen obviously that watch our videos i mean a right. lot a lot of houndsmen and they normally if it's just on one of our average videos say it's 30 40 000 views they'll they'll if someone says something we don't we just we just let them handle it because yeah. they just wear them out you know they they take care of you know our, our hate but then when these videos get seven million views then it just gets uncontrollable. <laughs> I mean, to the point where, like, me and Josh have talked about disabling the comments. Wow. Because, I mean, I wake up every day with, you know, horrible stuff on my phone. People are saying to us, <laughs> horrible. I mean, I, I, I'm not like it, bo- like it bothers me, like, but it gets annoying when people are constantly just hating. In the, hating, in the, in hating. the overall scheme of things, it doesn't matter. The only comments that bother me, it's not the ones that, say that they hope that we catch COVID or our kid <laughs> get eaten by the bears or we got to eat by the bears. It's the ones that start off and they, and we could, we could probably pull up thousands of comments that start off. I'm a hunter or I'm an outdoorsman, but this isn't hunting. Yeah. Or I'm an outdoorsman and this is disgraceful. Those are the comments that that bother me because in the end we're all in the same in the same boat no i mean that i mean who are they to decide what what hunting method is right or wrong like i guess in the eyes of the law hound hunting is legal some people might not agree with it right there are obviously people out there who do not agree with it but for me like i'm not a guy who's going to go and pay somebody to go and hunt I'm not. I'm. Mean, I'm not going to go to them and say that's not hunting. Right. You know that's not me. But like there are multiple styles of hunting. Yeah. And one and one way to that we talked about Josh is it's like, or even how you just mentioned it's you know the hound hunters don't like people who bait bears and the baiting the the people who bait bears don't really like hound hunters and it's like there's gun hunters who don't like archery hunters and archery hunters who thinks that gun hunting's not the way to do it and it's like and trad hunters who think everybody else is wrong yeah well we're not, <laughs> not, let's not go there but it's just like like we said before it's it's legal and it's done right and it's done right and and ethically and, and one of the things you guys have mentioned is that when you have a bear tree or a, a bear treed you can actually determine whether or not like you actually want to like kill this bear or not yeah it's not like you can pull the trigger and Say, oops, I shouldn't have shot that button buck. Yeah, right. That's it's like, that's oh, okay, that's, that's a small bear. I'll, I'll let it go. Right. And, and 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 something, you know, off that that gets me is, like, people will say that. And, like, Josh is using that as an example somebody that baits bears. And, once again, I just want to reiterate that we have no problem with it. I've actually went to Canada before I was a houndsman right. and hunted bears over bait. Mm-hmm. But my experience with that was I got in a tree stand that the outfitter had baited prior to me arriving and yeah. i sat there and then bears came in and, and i could have just shot one you know but they'll have they have issues with us that spend every day of the year doing yeah. something with our dogs training them raising them from their puppies you know taking them to the vet getting shots doing all this stuff 
on top of, you know, training them to actually run bears, smell bears, rig bears, trail bears, all that stuff. They have an issue with me doing that, but they're okay with, you know, them going and setting a tree and then shooting one of the guys. Yeah. Well, that's, I was thinking about that today. Like we have videos of Jared and me shooting our bears and I'm watching it and I'm, I actually was laughing just thinking like from somebody who might just stumble upon this video, it looks like this was the easiest thing. We just walked out, shot a bear out of a tree and you know, you're not thinking of the miles that we've walked, all the people that were part of it, Mm -hmm. all the days leading up to this that you guys have run these hounds which is year long for you whether it be bear season or not you're still running dogs to keep them in shape and keep them sharp and everything else so it's like it it discounts all the work and like you said for for some people who go to outfitters which you know people some people like it some people don't whatever um in those situations you're walking out into somebody else's spot like you're not doing a whole lot of hunting hunting yourself you're you're sitting out there but it's not like you're reading sign you know navigating the landscape you're you're just kind of going and, and waiting um and so mm-hmm. for people who have an issue with it it's like well i mean you guys i was impressed with both of you i mean for how much land we covered you knew these areas um which means you spent a lot of time with your dogs out there um like you said kirk you remembered Last year when a bear was bedded right where we found another bear bedded this year, not a lot of people would know that, especially people just traveling in and hunting over, over bait. Again, not saying baiting, baiting is wrong, but to say one is right over another, mm-hmm. I think is kind of an arbitrary line to draw. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I agree with everything you just said. So we had a, we had a good time. Um, and, and like I said, thanks, thanks again for taking us and, and taking the time to talk through the hunt with us. Um, yeah, I don't know, Jared, do you have any, uh, any final thoughts or, or anything like that? We did not make it out in the morning on Sunday. We didn't. We we slept in on that uh, when we were going to go deer hunting. You, I I was going to just keep that to myself and just not admit that we slept in. Shame. Wait, 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 wait. Josh, is there is there anything you would like to say? I slept in as well. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we we uh, we had a long night that night. That was. We were out late night the night before, so that was a good night. That really was. That a was good a night. very good. That was night. a celebration night. Yes, it was. And and okay. relax and, and and have a good time. But y'all y'all say the responsible one is I guess out of this whole podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The young gun, but yeah. is the responsible young gun. You That's know, rare. Every group needs one. You do. We don't have yeah. one, no. <laughs> which is why we slept in. <laughs> I did wake up in the morning. I go, dude, it's six o'clock right now. We could probably, oh. we could probably get out there. Oh no, I was no, and no shape. There like was no. You movement. have a cer- when Josh and I were talking about this. You have a certain amount of Cabernet the night before, and you're not gonna get up in the morning. You're gonna have a k- killer headache. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But we—I uh, heard jo- jo- Josh tell some jokes that <laughs> made the entire bar laugh. Probably can't be repeated on the podcast. Um, and just we had a great time. So no, we we just appreciate you guys taking us around, showing us what you know West Virginia hunting's all about. Um, and so th- thanks for doing that. And for yes. for people who are listening, um, where can they? I mean, if they want to watch some of your videos, which by the way are edited, I thought going in maybe they were edited to make the hunting look intense right but when you're out there it is as intense as the videos you guys put out Portray, is. like yeah. stuff is going on it's crazy out there it's chaos um but for people who want to see some of this where should they go uh you can go to our youtube channel so 
Uh, you just you know go to the search bar and search the untamed, and it helps if you put like hunting because uh, we discussed this. <laughs> our brand, our brand got kind of hijacked. Uh, there's like this Chinese, Japanese. I'm not sure what kind of show it is, but it's also called The Untamed, and uh, it's not in English, but it's all over YouTube. And they happen to be a little bit bigger than us. Um, I think it's because they got a larger population over there. Yeah, that's but, probably it. Uh, but yes, just search the untamed hunting. You know, there should be all kinds of stuff come up. Awesome. Well, guys, thanks. Thanks again for for coming on, talking with us, um, for for putting up with us for a few days. Yeah, and, and showing us a good time. Oh, well, hey, we enjoyed it. Good. Yeah, we we enjoyed it. Thank you all for coming down and hunting with us, and. Uh, I'm glad that we're able to do this podcast, and you all now are, are uh, shining a positive light on hound hunting. We really appreciate that. Yeah, we're going to continue to do so for sure. Yep, so. absolutely. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Boga Hunting Podcast. If you guys like what you hear and want to follow along on what we're currently up to, hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on, and follow us on Instagram at Boga Hunting. Join us next week. And we'll see you then.